Well, it's that time of year. <laughs> yes. To to scrape to scrape your car pick off. The, pick the bullets out of your your gut. <laughs> what? And uh, and uh, what do you well, you saw you saw the movie. It's it's oh, rough business. That's it's true. rough business. This Christmas stuff. Listen, it's dangerous. I was family going... Christmases and shit. That's true. Sorry, I was out of left field. But I had no idea. Be right. I was going the traditional approach. I see where you come from. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah Mel Gibson. Um, okay. So <laughs> I don't know what else. I don't know what else to tell you. Hello There's and welcome. Else. Welcome to the Movie Men Podcast. Yeah, there it is. There it is. It's your, uh, now that we've concluded our weekly <laughs> Alzheimer's test on Pete. Um, <laughs> it's the well listener's turn. S- still of what the show is called. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hello and welcome. You know, this yeah. is, we're a fun little podcast on the internet. Um, in case you'd forgotten where you were listening to us. Mm. And uh, yeah, we review movies. Most of the time we review movies. Mm. Sometimes we talk about some topical movie-related things. Yes. Um, But we always have fun. And you, the listener, are a big part of not only the fun we have, but also like our programming decisions. Um, So if you check out the social media links below, you'll see there's all kinds of opportunities, not only to vote on which films we're going to review in upcoming videos uh, podcast episodes, I mean, um, but also opportunities through our Patreon to increase your uh, your shiz, you know, to get to get higher voting power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, probably by the time this episode is up, because I'm planning on doing it this weekend, um, there's going to be some fun Patreon exclusive merchandise <sighs> options, um, like like t-shirts and hoodies and shit. Oh my! Nice. So. Um, yeah, so we're super pumped about that. We're super pumped to have you here listening to us babble on. Uh, Talk about my favorite Babylon? Em- yeah, my favorite empire. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, without further ado, typically we start our shows off on the weeks that, that my good friend Pete mm-hmm. remembers. We start off with some trivia. Pete, do we have trivia? Oof, this week I actually do not. Oh my God! Oh, Seriously, we like I set so you up perfectly. so beautifully. Oh, well, well but okay. I feel like that's typically that's actually actually <laughs> that's probably appropriate that people see right out of the gate a typical oh. movie men experience oh. Oh. that oh. no no not that not that you dropped the ball oh, okay. but just that you know things are um, fluid 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 yes fluid like diarrhea they just <laughs> kind of. You know, you never know. You never know what you're gonna get. It could be safe. It could be. Could be. I don't quite dangerous. I don't know. If I, listen, something that we could do, even though it's not trivia, but we, I, I'm gonna play, press a sound effect that triggers the response out of you, and we can we can have that initiate the episode just because it's fun to hear. I'm gonna do it. Are you ready? I. I refuse. Oh. I refuse without okay. actual trivia. That's okay. a, that's that means okay. nothing. You know what? You have integrity, and I. It's I that is it. like listen. That is like shaking the bag of cat treats and then not giving your cat a friggin' treat. Is like what is you know what that? That is that's the equivalency. Not, I don't know if that. I guess you're like huh huh trivia trivia. Just kidding. Screw you. Is, I guess so. Actually, we've conditioned our listeners that if they hear that sound, they're expecting trivia. You know what? You're right. 
Listen, before we go any further, if you have not seen the movie Fat Man, which is what we are talking about today, then bugger off. Uh, no, you can stick around, but just don't get pissy and write us letters when, um, you know, when we spoil everything for you. Because mm. that's the plan. The plan is to talk about this unfiltered. Um, there's no, there's no spoiler censorship happening here. Um, you know, it's been out for a year, so if you haven't seen it, it's your problem. Mm. Uh, and not ours. <laughs> so, without further ado, let's talk about Fat Man, a film that you did not put forth, a film that, into our voting options, a film that you very, very, very begrudgingly are here to talk about today, um, because, let's face it, you had zero excitement going into this film, Nepa. Let me say, let me add to that, I had zero, exi- like, knowledge of its existence, and then when I found out it existed, and that it won, that I was not very excited. Okay. And then did you watch a trailer, and did that change anything for you? Uh, I did not. I, I, I kind of, I read a description, and I went, and I do that with some films. I don't always watch trailers, and this one I went in just reading a synopsis, and then I went in and watched it. Okay. Let's make one thing, before we jump into this, let's make one thing perfectly clear sure this is a this is a pretty bad movie Uh, (laughs) um, but but it's going to be an interesting conversation i think so i had not seen it all the way through either prior to i had seen um the last i'll say 15 minutes i saw last year um maybe in January or so. Um, I just walked in and someone had it on, so I like watched the last 15 minutes of it. Um, But yeah, I haven't, and I'd seen the trailer, like I saw the trailer before the film even came out, uh, but I hadn't seen it all the way through and I threw it on into our vote. I would say mostly for diversity, mostly to shake things up and just kind of see. I kind of like, you know, like with with our next vote that's happening, I threw Noel in there knowing damn well that it's a rotten piece of turd. (laughs) The 10 minutes I watched before turning it off would confirm that. Literally, and I did the same thing. Brianne and I sat down, we watched about five minutes, and we're like, Nope. Oh, dear God, are we being trolled? And we just (laughs) shut it off. We're like, this is this is horrible. Um, So, yeah, Uh, definitely not. But I threw it in for diversity. I didn't throw it in because I was like, oh, God, this is the this is the perfect Christmas movie that just has to watch, you know? Uh, Uh, No, that wasn't that wasn't a part of it at all. I do want to say, though. Uh, and before, actually, before you say what you say, I will just say another perfect example of the movie man experience, where, as you alluded to, I put two f- options forward, you put two options forward, and then we, um, well, what one one, and I had no idea what this film meant to you, and this happens right. so often with films that you put forward. I go, this could be a cherished perfect film for brady this could just be something he read about in a magazine this could be the film he detests even more than lost in translation and i I, it could have been all three it could have been one of the three i had no idea well and you know what i i i'd be lying if i said that i didn't kind of shoot for that every time like i (laughs) so i make the social media posts so i always prior to the post going up 
I always, always, always know what your options are. Yes. Sometimes you know my options if we're like trying to figure out, you know, if we if one of us can't decide and we're like trying to figure out like, oh, okay, well, this other person is for sure doing this one. So that eliminates that option for me. So mm-hmm. I'll go with these two instead. Um, but I would say like 95% of the time you have no idea. You discover what my options are when the post goes up. Mm-hmm. And so I always kind of shoot, uh, my, my, my options are always honest. <laughs> They're always things that I'm like, I think this would be a great conversation. Sure. Um, but I also like to, I also look forward to the potential of catching you off guard. Sure. Um, or stirring the pot. Sure. Right? So one of the options you put forth was Home Alone 2. Yes. Excellent film. But I was talking about it with Brienne, and sure. I was like, you know what? The best – I really hoped Home Alone 2 didn't win. Okay. Um, and we'll talk about the holiday and the frenzy of, oh, of, of we aggression that that turned the internet into. We will absolutely um, bring that up. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> but – but I, I was really glad that Home Alone 2 didn't win. Sure. Because you know what? Our best episodes are A, either when a film sucks, <laughs> or B, when we have completely varying opinions yeah. on a film. I, you know, um, Our worst yeah. episodes are when it's like, oh, it's Home Alone 2. What a classic. <laughs> Great film. <laughs> what All right, what'd you watch this week? week? Yeah. And then, yeah, and then when it's like, well, there's nothing to say about this. Like, sure. oh that macaulay culkin yeah um <laughs> so anyways i'm su- i was super glad this one won because i wanted to stir the pot and i feel like i have sure so yeah do you want to talk about the holiday quickly oh i certainly do so i will okay. give a couple shout outs and this is a great time so i will give a shout out to uh, a good fr- I, c- I can call her a friend of the show brianne she's active on a lot of our posts she i love hearing from her and she used her right as a citizen of this earth to express her opinion, which I respect. Her her obligation. Her her opinion that, you know, the holiday might not be her preferred vote choice. And <laughs> I, that she I, I think, would prefer I think if her it opinion didn't was win. that you need to give it a rest. <laughs> I, I think I think if I'm quoting that is it was that is give yeah. it a rest, Pete. <laughs> That is that is a fact. But my this leads to my second quote. Also a friend of the show, Emily Mader. The one and only. And I, you know, she came to my rescue and her along with the masses, I would say, swooped in, helped vote for the holiday. So it did not win, but it became the second highest of the vote getting films. Enough, you know, if no one voted for it, I would have said, Brianne, you're, you're speaking to my soul. It's time. But the, the enough people voted for it that I said, no, there is still hope. It must be talked about. Maybe not today, but another day. Christmas 2022. Just keep your <laughs> eyes, your eyes peeled because it's going to July return. 2022. Maybe we do a mm. Christmas in July. We'll see. Yeah, which no. we've talked about exactly <laughs> zero months, times, so it might not anyway. happen. But my point but is, also what a friend heated, of the show, Daphne. Heated. Daphne, friend of the show. Yes. 
who has been a Patreon supporter for 27 months. Hmm. She is, she's an OG. She voted for Fat Man. She did. Which may have been, she may have been confused or slightly out of it and thought she was voting for Batman. And that's also <laughs> totally understandable. Or um, she, she likes this film. It's hard to say. Or she likes this film. Yeah. I, I don't want to make assumptions. No. Um, okay. So, <laughs> Fat Man. Listen, it's a shit film. Pretty much through and through. But it's weird because it's got potential. It's got unrealized potential. And and I will say that although there's a lot of weird things about this film and it really doesn't work in a lot of ways, and we'll talk about that, I think, and I've been thinking about this all day, because I, I say a lot of things on this show that could and should be considered hot takes. <laughs> But I never do it seat of my pants. I always try to make sure, is this a statement that, you know, a month from now, two months from now, I will be able to agree with the argument that I made? Maybe my opinion will have changed, but at least I'll look back on my argument and go, yes, absolutely, in the moment, that was that was justified. Mm. I think Mel Gibson might be my favorite on-screen Santa. I hate this film. I don't hate this film. It's a yeah. bad film. But I mean, like, yeah. even factoring in Tim Allen, who's great, factoring in Kurt Russell from The Christmas Chronicles, who is great, factoring in all the other on-screen Santa Clauses that we've had. Every moment that Mel Gibson is on the screen as Santa in this film and his dynamic with Ruth Kringle, his, his wife, Mrs. Claus. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and the fact that that's an interracial relationship is, is just fun and fantastic. Yep. And the fact that he's, he's, he has this internal struggle about, you know, this world that's forgotten and doesn't care. And like hmm. the commercialization of Christmas and, and all of this stuff and that people are ungrateful and, Everything, every moment he's on screen, especially, and it the, the magic starts with his interaction with that guy at the bar when he's con he's convincing that guy not to cheat on his wife mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to drive home instead. That's where the magic started for me. And every single time he was on the screen, hmm. it was there. I liked this fact that he carried a flask. I, you know what? He's <laughs> if he's a real guy and he's been at it this long and he's that kind of stress load and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Santa probably likes whiskey. <laughs> Santa probably has hanky panky time with Mrs. Claus. Right. So, so things like that. Um, and even the I do I think I can't remember the kid's name. The kid, the stupid little prick that. You know, yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't think Santa was actually going to wrap his arms around this kid and throttle him by the neck because, after all, it's Santa. But I do think Santa has the – he's got the, the smarts to know there's no harm 
in scaring the shit out of this kid. And that's exactly what this kid needs. So when he shows up at the end and he's like missing an eye, which I believe, by the way, you know, with the way we've seen Santa heal, I think that's temporary. I think that will heal 100%. I was wondering. I was wondering. Yeah, I th- I, I, I'd like to think it will just because it's Santa and I don't want him to permanently have an eye missing now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this kind of, and I'm paraphrasing, but this kind of, you know, if you step out of line again, I will break your effing nose kind of like approach that Santa takes at the end. I was like, I was so there for it. Mm. I was so there for it. It was so good. I even didn't mind the fact that he's like subsidized by the government. I think that's that's a decision that he made not from the beginning, obviously, because we hear, you know, he's been around. He's the yeah. only Santa. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like the Santa Claus with Tim Allen where like he's one of the guys to have worn the coat. This mm. is his operation. He is Christopher Kringle. Um but at some point he entered into a contract with the government and and became subsidized and all this stuff and yada yada. I didn't even mind that stuff. But that's where my enjoyment for this film pretty much ends. Mm. Um but yeah, and it's so weird because I'm like, man, I love Mel Gibson as Santa Claus. <laughs> I love every moment when he's on screen. And if you just montaged, if you took and compiled all of the scenes of him from this film, I would watch it on repeat. It's so good. It's so good. But it's plopped into such a garbage movie and confusing movie, like a movie that I will argue coming up has an identity crisis. <laughs> um <laughs> It's, so it's jarring and strange. What are your initial thoughts on Fat Man? I'm just trying to chew the fat here and try and break down what you've said because I'm I don't think I'm the best advocate or like the I don't there's not there's not a lot of Santas in film that really jump out to me that are cherished to me. So you no, which is why this, I only listed two. No, uh, you know, and like those are the two that I can think of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so you saying this hot take at first, I thought you were crazy, but the more you say it, I'm like, you know what? Like Tim Allen, fine. You know Kurt Russell, sure. But both, I mean, all three of them are very different Santas. Yeah, but I'm just saying the traditional Santa in film is very, you know, he is what he is, and it's just oh, isn't that pleasant? Isn't that nice? But this is a very different textured cult like experienced tenured santa and it's it's a lot more fun and natural like it really it's a it's we can all relate to him like he has those moments where he's drinking from a flask or like burnt out and we're like hey you you know you you can relate to drinking from a flask (laughs) okay i can't can't imagine you've ever drank from a flask (laughs) but you know what i mean though you know he's not just this cosmic guy who just has unlimited energy and is just cheerful all the time like he has this he's has this identity crisis where he's like i don't know if i want to do this anymore this world sucks like this 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 is not as fun as it used to be it's not as easy as it used to be so my point is your hot take actually is uh picking up some steam in in my ears here i would say i would say (laughs) yeah like there's a lot of potential with this film and I feel like the first two thirds just was wasted potential. Like the the tone was so flat, and uh, for the first two thirds of the mo- movie, I thought this is the worst movie I'd ever seen. There, the last thirty minutes I actually thought were better, and I'm I'm not sure 
how much better they were or if it's just that something finally happened. But I, I agree. There were a lot of little nuggets that I thought if they had explored some things more, like I loved, yeah, I love the idea that he subsidized, but then that kind of led to this kind of weird subplot of like one of the government officials kind of like upending kind of the elf system. And he's like, Hey, you should have real protein and you can work harder. And like all this kind of, you know, making yeah. a villain out of the heat, like the anti-hero in this, when there's already a villain who's killing people, like we don't need a foil villain. And so there were just certain times where I'm like, film, what are we, why do we need this here? You know, and so, you know, uh, uh, there were a lot of nuggets that I thought were maybe misspent or mis misdeveloped. And and for me, I think that's where the identity crisis comes in. That's a so, good way to put it. Yeah. There are moments, I think there's three movies happening here. Maybe four. Talk them out. What are they? So there's... There's the very fascinating, interesting human take on Santa Claus. Sure. And his relationship with his, his you know, at times, very human and struggling relationship yeah. with Mrs. Claus. His, um, his saltiness towards the fact that his image is being used to sell Coca-Cola around <laughs> the world and, and all of this stuff, right? Yeah. And that's a great, really interesting movie. I find that so fascinating, and I'm so there for it. Sure. There's a film about... There's there's a militaristic elf at Christmas kind of movie. Um, it kind of has, like, feelings of, like, not a Hallmark film, but, like, a bigger-budget children's Christmas movie. Hmm. Like the, maybe the second or third Santa Claus with Tim Allen or Will Ferrell's Elf or something like that, right? And those are the scenes inside the workshop with, with you know, the, them pouring sugar onto their food and these conversations. Mm. And it doesn't feel like it fits with story one. Hmm. Story three, which doesn't feel like it fits with story one or two is a story about a hitman on the road who is gunning after his target. And it has a very, almost the fugitive, or like, not from a plot standpoint, but from just like a overall like cinematography and tone and feel. It's got a very like, you know, almost like mid to late 90s action kind of film there's like he's on the road in the car and he's got a gun and he's buying a, a camouflage jacket and skis so that he can almost even almost like a like a like an early 90s late 80s james bond villain <laughs> kind of sure. feel to it yeah and it doesn't fit with story one or two not at all story four which doesn't fit with story one two or three at all is a children's maybe straight to probably absolutely straight to tv probably disney channel or like ytv kids movie with a crummy child actor who is you know has has a desk and has all this money and he's like you know oh, i don't know if his acting was bad but the the, the way you, it was written for sure was the way it's written yeah you're you messed with the wrong guy fat man and like you know all of this stuff 
except for, and it's very like, oh, this is the type of thing that is fine when it's in a film that's made for, it's, it's uh, the way I would describe it is it's a- acting and writing that you would see in Home Alone 4, where sure. they've just stopped caring. And it's, <laughs> it's like a, you know, it's a straight to, straight to TV cash grab for kids, fill the programming kind of thing. Except it's weird and convoluted because it's it's mixed in with the kid like threatening his his fellow classmates with car batteries down in the basement and and you know getting ready to lace his grandmother with fentanyl and like all of this stuff. Which by the way, when Santa drinks the fentanyl milk and he's like (laughs) and he's like fentanyl that'll That'll get the job done yeah Yeah, and he's just like yes because this is santa and that doesn't affect him and he's magic Mm. and like because there's not because they don't because obviously the santa is magic Mm. for three reasons one he heals you know we we don't see him heal quickly but we talk about like if the santa's been shot a lot um a lot he's got you know when we see him it, it post love scene with um with mrs claus he's he's covered in scars like he's you know he's gotten his ass kicked doing this oh yeah uh, but he heals really well so that's magic example number one magic example number two is this guy is doing the christmas eve around the world with the presents yeah. thing yeah um so there's that um and then the fentanyl milk thing, obviously, you're like, yes. So he's he's a, he's a magic Santa, but they don't ever throw that in your face. They don't. Yes. They don't show you anything that they would have to use special effects to show you. Yeah. Right. I don't know that there's any CGI in this film, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I don't think so either. It doesn't rely on it. It doesn't rely on right. Much action. Maybe this. Maybe this sparks off the alligator clip was like enhanced or something, but there's no like, oh, you know, this is a special effects shot. So anyways, those are the four films here. Hmm. A wonderful Santa Claus film, a kind of tacky militaristic Christmas film, a hitman on the road, very much adult kind of film, and then a Disney Channel Home Alone 7 kind of shitty acting with children actors kind of film except with very extremely adult themes and Mm. stuff like that and those are the four films that happen over the course of an hour and a half or however long this movie is and it's so jarring and confusing jarring and confusing and with the volume of it like each not 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 quite like there's the there's some more somber tomes to some of these but it's it's almost like having four different Hallmark films in one. And the thing with a Hallmark film is that they can be kind of fun, but it's usually just one, A. And B, it's grounded in kind of light, fluffy things that go, okay, this is corny, but I'm having fun watching this. When it's four different things happening at once, it's A, going in multiple different directions, and B, there's nothing to kind of, there's not enough time to ground it because there's so many conflicting things happening. Yeah. 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 (sighs) 
I will say. I want to love this movie so bad. I want to. Well, and the more I'm thinking about it, like, okay, so I, I ripped on it saying the last 30 minutes, maybe it was just more, like, it was just that things happened. But there were things that I actually enjoyed about the last 30 minutes that if had it, like, extrapolated throughout the film, I would have thought way more of it. But just, you've hit on it, like, the radically different Chris King, Kringle. Boom. That's great. Radically different. Radically different. But there were scenes that did hit me, like, when... Chris is apologizing to his wife for wanting to quit and like reminding her that they're both in it for the long haul. Like there was something about that scene. I was like, this is, this is all right. Like, this is very fun. This is very real. And specifically fat man apologizing to the hitman, and not just apologizing, but also standing his ground saying, Hey, I'm sorry, but there's only so much that Santa can do. Yeah. I can't replace your parents. I couldn't replace your parents. Because we see that this guy had, like, cigarette burns yeah. on his, you know, like yeah. his dad was a dick. Yeah. So, you know, there was something about that that's like, okay, this is, like, there were some scenes, like those two that I just said, that I was like, okay, wow, this is actually very deep. This is very layered. And this is, draw- like, this is drawing me in. So, scenes like that, I was like, okay, where where has this been for the last hour? So, you know, th- there there are glimmers of potential, for sure. Um. But yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, yeah, hundred <sighs> percent. But just can I on the flip yeah. side, and I'll let you continue. It's just there's there's the gems like that, and then I like I I feel like for every twenty bits, or for every time I laughed or thought something was good, there'd be twenty jokes, bits, scenes that I'm like, wow, that did not hit at all, and. Therein lies the problem. Yeah. If you throw yeah. enough against no, the wall, one thing will stick, but it's all about... Something interest- yeah. Something interesting um, Brienne pointed out, and I didn't sure. even think about this, and then she was like, oh, you know, this is that's really unusual. Um, this is one of the few films where everyone, adult and child alike, acknowledge the existence of Santa. Right, it's not questioned. It's not questioned. Yeah. Which you would think would be jarring and wouldn't make it wouldn't feel like it fit, but it was so refreshing because I'm so sick and tired of that same old yeah. stick where the parents don't believe but yet somehow never question the unaccounted like the, the presence that they can't account for under the tree Christmas morning. Mm. They don't believe in Santa, but then someone else is breaking into the house and leaving presents for their children because <laughs> yeah. Santa is there and he's delivering these presents. So yeah. the hell is that about? So this was really refreshing. It was really refreshing, honestly. Hmm. Um, and outside of like cartoons, I can't, I can't think of another example where I've ever seen that done before. Hmm. Where legitimately Santa's coming and it's because he's real. Yeah, no, I I definitely can't either. I can't think of a single example. The one thing I'll say is my initial observation of that is I think that is the only way, or at least it makes sense to the world that's depicted, right? Like, there's something magical about Christmas films of people having faith in the unseen. And there's, you know, there's the, you know, in the, cliche film you know the kids see santa but 
other people don't, but they still believe or they still believe in the miracle of Christmas or what have you. And this this is the world that doesn't have faith in the the unseen because they know Santa's real and then they've just kind of turned to crap and then that kind of leads into the situation that we see where Chris is kind of demoralized by it. So I don't know, there's something about the 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 world that makes sense that that is the way it is because, you know, people people don't have don't have faith anymore. People don't don't believe in the magic anymore. They they know what Chris is and he's less he's less shiny and they don't really care about him anymore. Do you think the guy at the post office knows? <laughs> I don't know. Cause like there was a they did a they did a good job of well no, he must know. Cause it like there's this whole P.O. box program set up. Um because they did a really yeah, good job actually, of like tying up loose true. ends about yeah. like you know how do these letters reach them and and yeah. all of this stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he's coming, if if once a year there's like crates upon letters, then you know, and and the guy has access to the PO box that everyone else in the country or in the world, or whatever, with the U.S. Postal Service, they're all aware that that is the P.O. box that we send Santa letters to. So sure. Yeah, so they, I, that yeah. guy knows for sure. Yeah, that's true. And it's just a good guy, because he's never gotten in his car and tried to follow the truck or anything. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a, it's a secret location, this farm. The one thing I'll say, I do, I loved the... I said this before, so I'm quoting myself, but the radically changed perception of Chris Kringle. I thought it was a little kind of getting back into cliches just when there were the elves and the factory. There was just something about it that I just felt like, okay, we've reimagined so much of the concepts of this film, but then we're really turning back to something that has been in every other film, or at least not that different from any other film. That's one thing that I was a little disappointed in. I think I agree. Um, but at the same time, there was a part of it that's like, I but I did like the vein throughout, like in other aspects, I liked the vein of... Um, of that there is this old magical history. Sure. That it, 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 it is and was exactly the way we all think it is and was. Hmm. Um, okay. You know, with the, with the reindeer and with whatever, right? I like that there's reindeer. Right. Right? When he says, like, oh, that's Donner, you're lucky it wasn't Blitzen, she'd tear your package clean off. <laughs> and like... And you're just like, oh, cool. Like, okay, so he does have the reindeer. Mm -hmm. And there's one line that's really fun and it makes me smile is when, um, and it's, again, it's just kind of them like, it's banter, but it's also them expanding the lore and the background of this is when um, they're talking about like, oh, you know, it's going to be close. Like it's, you know, I don't know, have we ever had a Christmas this close or something? And the elf says, well, there was 1904 or whatever, <laughs> right? 1904 was, was close. Um, and that's so cool. They've been mm. at this a long time. This <laughs> is, you know, this is the tried and true operation. Hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, no, yeah. that's true. Uh, do you have much else to say? Not much else, I don't think, no. No. You, you're not like... <laughs> 
You don't have like on page two or whatever. You don't have like <laughs> all of the praises that you. It made me go down the the filmography of Mel Gibson. I'm not sure if I'm the biggest Mel Gibson fan, but the, right. But I did think he did a good job as Santa in this film. Yeah, you know, um, I haven't seen him in a lot. Sam. Um, he. he he he's in the original like first couple Mad Max movies. I haven't seen them. Same. Um, I do know him from What Women Want. Sure, which is that comedy. Yep. I like him as a director. Yeah, well, of course you would. Right, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, of course. Holy Testicle Tuesday! <laughs> that <laughs> film. This. If there's, I know like this made sense to bring up, but I like who would have thought. We would, you would have found a way to bring up Hacksaw Ridge in a cr- Christmas holiday episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Mel Gibson. Oh, no, it, 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 say, it made sense in the context, for sure. I will say that although uh, we that Brianne and I still have not actually sat down and watched this film, um, there was a moment when we paused Fat Man, and I looked at her, and I was like, and I looked at the guy on screen playing Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And I said, how cool is it that that guy there has been to and filmed a movie and ate lunch at your family farm? Right. Because that's the story. And I've talked about that before, that yeah. Mel Gibson and Diane Keaton yeah. shot, a, shot a film, shot a bunch of scenes hmm. at, uh, at a farm that Brianne and I go, it's, you know, it's in her family and her and I go vacation at it. You know, as sure. as regularly as we possibly can. Yeah. Um. So that's that's fun. That is. Actually and we haven't cool. watched the movie yet. We got. I, I gotta just watch the damn film. I don't. Hmm. You know. But but it's one of those things you have to watch it at the farm. Sure. Right. You have to watch it and be like, oh gosh, that's the you know that's the back fence. That's mm. you know. That's whatever the heck. It's the same with me and Inception because Leonardo actually filmed Inception in the house that in, I live in. in. Yeah, in your basement. In my basement. And so yeah, yeah. it feels weird watching it anywhere else, really. Which is why for years I was always, <laughs> you know, confirm or deny for for sure. a, a large portion of time, I criticized you for the underutilization of your basement. Right. Yes. You have a you have a <laughs> a, a good size like the, the footprint of your house is yeah. a is a, you know, it's sure. a good size. Yeah. And um and the basement is the same footprint um and it's your basement is split up a little funny because you have what i would describe as an oversized utility room mm. um like your furnace room is oversized there's a lot of space there that doesn't need to be that space and mm-hmm. could be more of the rec room instead mm. um but certainly works good for for like a you know you could have like a tool bench in there with some tools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But for like a long time, and it's different now. It is definitely different now mm-hmm. to an extent. But for a long time, your basement was like basically empty. Like, yeah. like you had this massive rec room, and it just sat empty. And I was like, what? What? Why is this room empty? And you're like, oh, we don't. You know, we don't. Uh, we don't actually come down here. Yes. And I'm like, what? It's it's true. It's different when you have kids. Like, you know, when you don't have kids, 
there's only so many rooms you need. And then once you have kids, every inch of the house is covered with something. Yeah, for me, and I know it's different for you, but for me, sure. it would be like, I, you know, once you have children, the basement becomes the entertainment mm. area. Right. Because once you have children, if you if it's in the evening and you want to watch any film without subtitles, you gotta you gotta be on a different floor. That's Otherwise, a fact. it just Facts. everything everything cave. The Death Star blows up, mommy. Like you know, it's <laughs> it's a disaster. Yeah. Uh, scale of zero to ten, sir. Where would you rank the holiday Christmas classic, Fat Man? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like we hit on, you know, I gave it a two or a three on a typical scale of zero to ten. A two um, out of three. Two or three out of a ten. A two or three. Yeah. Commit. Uh, you know, Pick one. Chris Kringle was great. New depiction of Santa Claus, great. Just Hallmark level stuff that wasn't even as fun or, you know, felt nice as Hallmark. Really dragged it down. And for, on my scale, which is how much effort I put into it, it's on the lowest tier that if it was at the cottage and it was, I won't say raining because it would be Christmas time. So if it was at the cottage and it was snowing out and the Wi-Fi went out and there's nothing else to do, I'd maybe throw a VHS of it in the machine, but maybe. Or I'd skip cool. to the end. I'd watch the last 30 minutes again, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which is what, you know, which like I said, it was mostly what I was basing. Yeah adding this option out of it's what i had seen which you know two or three is what i stand with probably closer to a two but i have to admit that shootout was cool and it's like why there was epic i want to see more stuff like this throughout the film this is what this film's bread and butter should be we've re we've revolutionized santa let's just blow it up to the next degree and they did with that little snippet at the end but i'm like let's see more of this and when Santa advances on him and oh, like they're like hiding behind the wood oh. piles. And he like he says something along like, You little shit, do you think you're the first, you know, person to come at me? I've been, you know, I yeah, forget you exactly. You think I what got this says. job because I'm yeah. fat and jolly? And it's like that I was like, wow. Like if it had been a movie like that, it probably still wouldn't have been my cup of tea, but I definitely would have been like, This is great. It would have been a whole different ball game. Sure. What do you give it out of ten? I give it a 4.7. Sure. So not quite neutral. It's a little bit below neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But damn, Mel Gibson as as Santa Claus just did it for me in so many wonderful ways. (laughs) Um, So, so, so many wonderful ways. Mm. So, yeah, Yeah. 4.7. That's fair. Listen, before I ask you. Sure. What you watch this week. Okay. There's something special I want to do. Okay. A fun little treat. Hmm. I'm... So I have a friend. Okay. There's a hot take for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a friend named uh, Francie. Okay. And Francie uh, has compiled, he's a movie lover, um, okay. specifically nostalgic movies, but I think, I, I think all movies as well. Hmm. Um, and he has compiled... Francie's Christmas Movie Guide. Huh. And so, so with your permission, sure, I'd like to run through it real quick. He's he's broken down his favorite Christmas flicks, interesting, into six categories. Okay. Um, and there's a disclaimer here. He says, "I'm not saying these are the best." Sure. 
They're just my faves. Okay. From one movie lover to another. So, really, it's he's acknowledging it's a subjective list. Mm. So, we can't, you know, you can't really be like, uh, no, not that one. Because, like, <laughs> it, it's not the point of the list, but... Um, uh, yeah, I think it could. It, it's it's a fun. It's interesting. I think the categories he's selected, um, and then also the films that he's put into them. So I'll run through it. And at any point that you want to jump in and add a comment or yeah, say something, of course, feel freaking free. Sure. Um, so starting things off, we have family hits. Hmm. Never heard of it. <laughs> No, 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 the category. Oh! <laughs> Family Hits is a category. Okay. There's six, six, six categories, my friend. I've never heard of six categories either. It's, yeah, no. It's, uh, so far, this guy's list is uh, <laughs> Pretty niche films. Yeah. No, okay. Uh, so in the fam... So I, sorry, that was... I mean, I guess that's my wording. No, no, no. In the Family Hits category, yeah. we have Home Alone. Sure. Elf. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't, I don't get the elf appeal. I'm, I'm not part of the. I missed the hype train completely. I've seen it at least once all the way through, and I'm sure. like, eh. I think I saw it too late. I think that's a huge. I, I came a late. Huge part of it. I came late to the train, but I'm on it now. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Jingle all the way, oh. which I'm totally on that list. Shout out to totally Carl Eastman the, right yeah. there. Which, by the way, I don't know if you've seen at your local Walmart. Sure. But Carl this Eastman. holiday season, what? yeah, <laughs> this holiday season, Walmart has like, I don't know, foot and a half tall Turbo Man. Toys. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. For like reasonably priced, like 30 bucks or something. That is, and, I, and listen I think for that he like price. presses yeah. chest and he goes, it's Turbo time and oh. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what you're getting Let, for Christmas. Oh, baby. Listen, I'd give you a juicy kiss if you gave me that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, in the same category still, The Grinch, but the 2018 one, the Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. I don't like this movie. Oh. <laughs> and Emily is... It, so that's, again, Emily Mater, I think, has seen it three times every day for the last... <laughs> <laughs> month and a half. Yeah, yeah, And I yeah, can yeah. attest to the fact that that's probably 50%, um, that's probably 50% her enjoying the film, but it's also probably 50% the fact that I know firsthand that her children are watch movie on repeat demons, mm, and they just like, yeah. they just, it's just non, they will make you hate a film. Oh, Okay. They, if they love it, they'll make you hate it because you'll you'll watch it three times a day every day. <laughs> I will say, I was speaking with her, and she was she saw that this was a vote option for the upcoming vote, and she wants if if it were to win, she wants to just debate you with why it's better than the Jim Carrey Grinch. Oh, she wants to. She wants to come be on the show. Sure. If, I mean, if, we're always down for if that. If it wins, if it wins, if it wins, yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, then the final film in the family hits category is, uh, I think it's Klaus. I think is how you right. I think is a pronunciation. I don't think I've seen it. I I can picture mm. it. I know it. It's the animated one. Yeah, I don't think I've. But seen I don't it. think I've seen it. 
Yeah. Uh, next up, next category we have is the classics. Yeah. Okay. Christmas Vacation. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. hands down. I love that movie wholeheartedly. Ugh. I'm. I. It's so good. You're not alone. It is like I would say it's so like utterly popular that people of different walks of film interests, like if they're film buffs or non-film buffs, they a lot can agree on say, hey, that is my Christmas film. I'm just not there. For some reason, it's okay to me. It's not bad. It's just I'm not there for Didn't it. Didn't you see it late, though? Yes, I did. Yes. Yep. Like you saw it for the first time when we reviewed it. Uh, Not probably. I would say within the last 10 years, maybe the eight years. I don't think that was the first time I saw it. But, okay. okay. But still, late. late um. Also, in the category of classics, It's a Wonderful Life. Absolutely, I don't think anyone's arguing with that. Love it or hate it, Mm -hmm. It's a Wonderful Life is a classic Christmas film. Sure. If it's not a classic, I don't know what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. For me, this is another... I there is it is my favorite rendition of a Christmas Carol, followed closely by the Alistair Sim one. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the Muppets Christmas Carol with Michael Caine with Michael Caine, Michael Caine with Michael Caine play. Yeah, it's that was horrible. I, my 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 Michael Caine is slipping. I need to. <laughs> I haven't done it recently enough. Sure. Um, I love. It's so good with Gonzo and Rizzo narrating the whole thing and like. Oh, I'm I'm not a huge Muppet person, but that movie hits. It really does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it is. Uh, hang on. Can I say this accurately? Yes. It is the best <laughs> Muppets film. Sure. Uh, also, in this category, we have the Charlie Brown Christmas. Well, duh. I mean, the thing. <laughs> this on. thing is referenced so much. If you have a tree that looks like crap, someone's <laughs> like, "Oh, nice." Yep. Nice Charlie Brown Christmas tree you got there. Yuck, right? Yuck. Like it's, yeah. Uh, and finally, A Christmas Story. Uh, I I don't like this movie all that much. Preach. Me neither. And, yeah. And I haven't seen it in a long time. And, and and for a couple of years, I've been thinking about rewatching it. And I think maybe I need to as an adult. Maybe I will appreciate it more. I guess. Maybe that because I've seen it lots as a kid, there's probably enough nostalgia there that i will enjoy it and also viewing it with the you know the brain of an adult i'm gonna be like oh okay actually you know what this is really clever um maybe whereas a kid i just you know whatever one of the the one of the things i was gonna say because i wasn't sure where you ranked on fat man and if you loved it one of the things i was gonna say is christmas is a premium time where there's only so many times, Christmas holiday time, there's only so many nights that you can watch that seasonal film because you can't watch it in June. And so I was going to say, Fat Man was one of those times where it's like, I don't want to commit an evening to watch this again. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing with A Christmas Story. Like, There's so many other good films that I know are classics for me or that I'm more interested in seeing that I just really shrug my shoulders at it. And I know a lot of people love it, but... I mean, we should also, yeah, so I was going to say, yeah, for sure. And I'm like, you know, if we end up reviewing Noel, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I'd be interested. I'd be interested. I think it'll make a great episode for us. Sure. Um, but again, yeah, I'm going to sit down to watch Noel and I'm going to think to myself, I am not watching Home Alone tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not watching... Uh, you know, even JTT, I'm not watching I'll Be Home for Christmas, right? Sure. Um, 
just just anything like that. And so, but then I was going to say, yeah, we also need to have Emily Mater on the show to have her justify her comments that Home Alone 2 is trash. What? Um, so she, yeah. she conveniently... She said all other films. She conveniently left that out of our conversation. Mm, yeah, she said... She commented it on Facebook. She said, all oh, the holiday... Uh, and then side note, all other films are trash. Maybe... She, um, okay, that's that's a bit different. That's, that's different than objectively saying, quote-unquote, Home Alone 2 sucks. She maybe just well, thought contextually, comparatively. No, I know for... I know I have it on good authority that she saw Home Alone and Home Alone 2 for the first time in the last five years. Okay. <laughs> and couldn't give two shits. Thinks, like, eh, I don't get it. You know, I'm here to say, I think I prefer Home Alone 2 to number one. Quite possibly, with the exception of when uh, when Marv gets electrocuted. Yes. Yeah, that's... And he turns into a skeleton, yeah. and you're like, okay, you've lost me for a yep. second. Yeah, that's... You've gone too this. far. There's a line, and you've crossed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's let's barrel through these. So sure. in the after dark category, <laughs> we have what? the night before, which is the Seth Rogen, Joseph uh, Gordon-Levitt mm. kind of. It's I'm not crazy about it. Yeah. There's that one. There's one scene when I first watched this film. I watched it with Carl Eastman, mm. and they're sitting at the dinner table, and like someone's accidentally swapped phones. I think I sh- I must have shown you this. And someone gets like a dick pic sent to them, hmm. but it's not meant to go to them. It's meant to go to someone else's phone because they've accidentally swapped phones. And mm. and but he's like super messed up on drugs, and so he <laughs> he's just kind of going along. It's so funny. <laughs> and when I first watched it with Carl, it's the it's the only funny part of the film. Mm. And when I first watched it with Carl, I had to pause the movie <laughs> because Carl was on the floor holding his gut. Laughing, literally, like physically, it it dislodged him from the couch. Um, oh, wow. It was intense. Okay. Uh, also, after dark, Die Hard. Um, that's it. You know what? Controversial. No, so good. Controversial. Yeah. Um, Raise it. But if it's but if it's going to be considered a Christmas film, then certainly it belongs in the after dark yeah, oh, category for sure. For sure. Yep. Um, there is another category on this list that I think it belongs in better, but sure. we'll get to that. Yep. Um, office Christmas Party. This is the, I think mm. Jennifer Aniston's even in this one. Yeah, sure. Um, but it also has like Kate McKinnon and stuff like that. It was okay for what it was. I watched it once. I was like, eh, this could have been a lot better. Mm. Uh, Harold and Kumar. I haven't seen the Christmas one. I've seen Harold and Kumar and mm. Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, eh. the best part of them is Neil Patrick Harris. Sure. And I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then also on the fat man or uh, on the fat man <laughs> also on the after dark list is fat man. So that's oh. um, appropriate mm-hmm. date night. We have under the date night category. We have just friends. I don't think I've ever even heard of this. Oh, with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, okay. I have heard of this. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, f- four Christmases. Oh, sorry. What? Four Christmases, mm, okay. which I think is the Vince Vaughn one. Yeah, and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hap- happiest season? No, never heard of it. No, the Family Stone. <laughs> no, don't know. What? Uh, and the holiday. 
Yes. Oh, so there you preach. Go. Um, oh, so then we good. have stocking stuffers Cat? as a category. Yeah. Uh, I'll be home for Christmas is in there. Hmm. Home Alone 2 is in there. So he's definitely saying, you yeah. know, it belongs on his list, but it's not It's not a family hit. It's sure. not a classic. Yep. Uh, All I Want for Christmas. Hmm. Don't know. No. Fred Claus, which I think is another Vince Vaughn one, isn't I it? I think so. And I don't, eh. Yeah. Eh. Uh, Prancer, which I don't know. No. And then the final category, which I believe Die Hard belongs on. Okay. Which is the Christmas adjacent. Oh. <laughs> Uh, and he has the family man, which I don't know. Oh, man. It is. There's. I wish we didn't have jobs because I think one thing I'd love to do as a <laughs> podcast is rate and review every single Nicolas Cage film. And that is. A, oh. That is a doozy. I'm not sure if it's corny. I'm not sure if it's good. I'm not sure if it's both. I have a question. Please. What 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 annual salary? Like you went to school, we've talked about before you you work in the the healthcare industry. Sure. Um and so you've gone to school for that. You've invested time and money <laughs> mm-hmm. to get to where you are. Sure. What is what what annual salary would the <laughs> Movie Men podcast have to pay you? <laughs> what is the dollar? What is that threshold where you're just like Screw, screw healthcare. Maybe I'll open a little illegal practice on the side as a hobby, <laughs> just to keep the, just to keep the passion, the flame lit. Uh, but you just be like, okay, you know what? And an episode every other day we release an episode. <laughs> this is our thing. We do live appearances. We do live streams. Right. We do whatever the hell. What I, what is that dollar value? I don't think I'm I'm not getting political here because I, I I think I won't we'll get into like living wage and things like that. But I you know when when individuals do things because they're intrinsically motivated, what I'm saying is I don't need to be earning a million bucks a year to be doing something like that. Like if I was passionate about it, I would tighten the belt and you know maybe only buy one box of Ritz crackers instead of two a week and live off that. If that meant I could full time, you know support and run the show as my you know living wage if that answers your question so like you know okay so so then just for like you know ballpark minimum satisfy my yeah minimum wage maybe i don't know like minimum (laughs) wage let me get a contract and let me let me send it to you let me give it some thought you know that's less than thirty thousand dollars a year. I know, but it's different. Like if it's because I was thinking you were gonna say like I thought okay, it's you know he's gonna mm-hmm. say fifty, and that's that's a fair number. I feel like <laughs> this is like the most random thing. I it don't is know. so random. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 what'll be great is when I send this episode to Francie, and I'm like, hey, listen from this time right. on. Yeah, and and we're discussing your thing, and now he's listening to this, going, what the hell? What is happening? Like, what is why? Okay, we're so close. Sure. Little Women is also on this in this category. The remake, the newer one. It doesn't indicate. I would assume so. I don't know. With uh, so. with Emma Watson. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, oh, Tamalise Chair. Who? Mm, dang it! What's his name? I'm bad. Just let me. Little Women. Just just bear with me. I'm bad with names. Timothy Chalamet. 
Oh yeah, yeah the 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 guy that ruined Dune for <laughs> not for me, not for me. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. That's sure. just everyone was whining about that. Oh. No, Dune being a shit film ruined Dune oh, for okay. me. That was I see. Dune, Dune ruined Dune. No, for me. <laughs> listen. Um, after watching Fat Man, I would take Dune a lot more than than Fat Man. Yeah, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, it belongs in Christmas adjacent. Good film, but Christmas adjacent, sure. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I would be, there's other areas I would maybe put this sure. on the list. And I've I've been known to argue that it's a Christmas film in the past, but I'm happy to see it made the list and I'm okay with it being in Christmas adjacent. Sure. Um, Iron Man 3. Huh. It takes place at Christmas. I guess. He buys her the big, the big, what is it, a big stuffed bunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he, you know, as a Christmas present, he, like, blows all his suits for her. <laughs> you know, he's like the the clean slate protocol, mm. and Jarvis blows all the suits. Right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then the final one on this list, Lethal Weapon. Hmm. Again, I've not seen that series, so I, I can't. Me neither, come. and yeah. I feel like it's something we have to. You know, it's definitely on the. Uh, and we know, we did anyway. again. We're like this is like the shout out episode, but shout out people at the same time multiple times. Carl Easton also, also commented and called this out for not being on the eighties, nineties, you know, pop culture action flick scene, and Lethal Weapon would definitely fit in that category. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that's Francie's Christmas movie guide. Cool. Um, yeah. It's, you know, there's a lot of similarities between the list that I would make, and maybe we should make one. Yeah. Maybe you and I should make one using those categories. Sure. Cool. Let's uh, let's figure that out. I mean, I think there'd be a lot of overlap. There'd be some, there were definitely some that weren't, weren't in the line, but definitely a lot of overlap. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so a question that I ask you every week, sir, mm-hmm. is, although we took a week off, so... We did. In the last two weeks, what have you been watching besides Lost? We know you're going to say Lost. I don't know if I will. We've It's been a busy period. <laughs> I guess what I'd say is... my applause for you. Guess what I'd, good for you. What I'd it's say good is, to break... You know those you know those irritating YouTube ads where it's like if you if you smoke quit if or if you don't smoke don't start if you smoke quit if you don't quit change uh-huh as it just take out smoke and add in watch lost oh. if you don't watch lost don't start if you do watch lost quit if you don't quit change lost in translation or lost go basically anything yeah I'm no 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 which you have to pick one both no you got to pick one no like if you had to watch one like which do you hate less oh um i would watch lost in translation only because (laughs) 90 minutes later it's done Mm. right whereas Mm -hmm. it like 17 seasons of (laughs) it's not 17 guess what we're changing the plot again (laughs) it's a different premise on second thought, maybe they are all alive. Oh, okay. Oh. Anyway. What'd you watch, sir? You talking to me? I well, I'm the only one here. You. Are you talking to me? Uh well, I, I wasn't, but to avoid uh, to avoid an awkward situation 
you can go first if you want. <laughs> no. Uh, so I only watched two things in this period, but the first was wow. uh, Martin Scorsese's classic Taxi Driver. Ah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously everyone remembers that line from it, or at least I, I knew that line and I had never seen the film. Um, Bob De Niro. Very young Robert De Niro. And yeah. what an interesting film. That's why film. I said Bob. Bobby. Bobby De Niro. <laughs> Bobby De Niro. Interesting, Bobby. interesting film. I gave it a six out of ten, but it was very, it was more nuanced than I expected. It was very interesting. Uh, a younger Martin Scorsese makes a cameo. The one tidbit that I will say to you, and I'm not recommending it because, you know, each individual has to choose a film that they're interested in watching, but I got a Choose huge, your own path. I Yeah, choose your own path. I got a huge 1980s Tim Burton Gotham vibe from Martin Scorsese's depiction of New York City. Like it, like a very much like the streets are riddled with trash the really the 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 protagonist saying that the city is just scum and it's just awful and everything's bad and something about it just reminded me of just like gotham depicted in some of the batman films we've seen but that's really interesting okay yeah hmm the other the only other thing i watched and this was a rewatch i've seen this film multiple times i will watch it multiple times more it was watching a movie that was on my top 25 list to see if it stayed in my top 25 list and it definitely did and it moved up quite a bit I gave nine out of ten to The Big Short with uh, uh, Steve Carell. Uh, you made me watch that. I did. Christian Bale, Ryan Gosling, Brad Pitt. You know, I love it for for th- a few different reasons. One, it's just entertaining. Two, it brings something that's not entertaining and boring, like monetary Wall, Wall Street world stuff, and makes it viewable. And the final reason I love it, the actors. Like, I love Christian Bale and Brad Pitt and Ryan Gosling and all these big names playing characters that they are not typecast for. Like, they kind of flip the script of what they're known for and do something different. And I love that. I love when actors kind of use a different side of their palette of of skills. So... Everything about it, I, I watched it and I said, yep, this is a nine. Not quite a ten. It, you know, it's not perfect, but it is so strong in my books. And I watched it and I said, I love it just as much as I did going into it. I, I appreciate it. Can I say, mm-hmm. just, just you know, kind of springboarding off the fact that you made me watch that film. Sure. Um, if we reach a point where your full-time job is... The Movie Men podcast. <laughs> yeah. Then I think the first order of business would be reinstating mandatory. Oh, yes. Recommendations. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Because I mean, if you're working, if you're working nine to five on the show anyway. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know, it's an hour a day to record the show. Yep. And, uh, and then, you know, 90 minutes to, like, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, for it would, sure. It would come back. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Cool. <laughs> just got cool. to sign a contract with Pepsi and we're set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. What did you watch this week? I watched a lot, man. And some of it was rewatching some stuff. All of it, okay. All of it except for one, two things. Two things? Most of it was stuff I'd seen before. A lot of it is like preparation stuff. Interesting. Oh, I see. So. Okay. Um, so 
I watched Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2. Oh, chef's kiss alert. With Alfred Molina. Oh. And Bruce Campbell showing up again in a different role than the <laughs> right. wrestling ring announcer. This time he's the pretentious <laughs> guy at the door yes. of the theater for Mary Jane's yep. performance. And again, shout out to Carl Eastman, who loves that dude. Loves Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, oh, so, you know what? Just so, so good. It is. It's so good. Isn't it? Some of the special effects don't hold up. Oh, no. Um. But it's good. Can I ask you if it did it it held up for me but did it hold up hold up for you as well the raindrops keep falling on my head sequence <laughs> Only when he only when uh he gets hit in the head with the the briefcase <laughs> Cuz I met my hot take with that when I rewatched it recently was that that sequence was better in this film than the film that it was originally intended for Do you know who hits him in the do you know who's walking by no. and hits him in the head with the briefcase No the person holding the briefcase is Sam Raimi. Oh, that makes sense. That's yeah. I, if it's I, so good. I, yeah, I should have guessed that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so I watched that. Then I watched a little polished turd called Spider-Man Three. <laughs> um, you know what? It's it still holds up as crap, but it it's not as bad. It's got a lot of good in it. And hmm. I feel like I can spoil things because the movie's so old now. Um, but at the end of that movie, when James Franco's love or hate James Franco, whatever, uh, but when his character, when Harry dies, mm. I teared up. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, holy moly. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, you know, the worst part of that film by far is Topher Grace's Venom. Because oh. when he's... When he's Just. as when he's as Venom, they don't even change his voice. <laughs> it it looks like Venom, and it's just Topher Grace, hmm. and he's so whiny and in Topher Grace, like yeah. Anyways, I will say, not, I will say great. that when I'm thinking about that, there is something beautiful about the foreshadow of James Franco, kind of when he has the concussion and being loving towards Peter again. That we don't get till the end of the film. Uh, there is something special about that from uh, the characters yes. we love. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there's a, because the last word oh. that he says to him mm-hmm. that that Harry says to Peter is a confirmation that Peter is his best friend. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and your heart just melts. <laughs> um, then I watched a little film called The Amazing Spider Man. Hmm. I've never, se- I've not seen fully those any of these two. What? Mm. Okay, you need. Okay, okay. So, but you're going to have to coming into like you've got a week to watch mm. those. You need to watch those, right? Because there's the villains from those ones are in. Not only are the villains from those ones in the new one, but we're all pretty damn sure that Andrew Garfield's in it as well, right? Yeah. You, they're they're good. They are good. Okay. It, I I okay, listen. I would say I think you need to watch both of them. Sure. The second one's not as good, but you should definitely watch both and this is my hot take and I want you to think about this going into the film. 
Andrew Garfield deserves an Oscar for his performance during Uncle Ben dying. Oh wow! Yeah, hmm. that is that is I stand by that. Hmm. Um, then I watched also in its preparation season. I watched a film called The Matrix. Because oh. it's time, baby. Yeah, it's coming. Gotta, gotta, gotta get back into it. Gotta understand all the ins and outs and like, you know, what is this and what are the agents and how do the agents work and why are the agents there and like, yep. you know, all of these little tiny finesses that make such a complex concept, but it's so good. Hmm. Um, so I watched that and then just the, um, the two newest episodes of Hawkeye. Oh, okay. Um, on Disney Plus. So hmm. that's I think I think that's everything. Nice. And then some more friends, like I'm still watching friends. Good. Good, good. Working through friends. But I'm like approaching the end of the eighth season. Like And there's yeah, wow. We're closing in. There's ten seasons. So okay. we're closing in. I have about two seasons left. Two hmm. two in a bit. Pretty soon Paul Rudd will be there. That's that's oh, where we're so that's good. where we're at. So good. Yeah. Wrap this thing up and stick it under the tree, sir. Oh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for voting. Please continue to show your support through votes, through likes, through reaching out to us, through comments. We absolutely adore it. Like, follow, subscribe on our links below. Rate and review us positively. Help share the show with people you like, people you don't like. Just share share it with whoever you want. Um, we, we wish you a happy holiday season if it's a time of the year that you celebrate, or if you just like being with the people that you love any time of the year, then we hope you enjoy that as well. Um, and, uh, until we chat next week, um, watch the holiday. It's a good movie. I mean, I was chatting with the Maters. They've watched it once already and they might watch it again. And, you know, I, I respect that mad respect to that. So it's good film. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to, you know, you just got to love people where they're at. Don't judge, <laughs> I think, is the, is the lesson that's there. Mm. Um, and then also just a shout out here, uh, friend of ours, and I think maybe friend of the show has maybe listened sure. to our show. Sure. Um, but friend of the show, Diana Bond, mm. just posted, for Christmas, I want Santa to sew pockets into my stupid useless pants <laughs> uh, yes I don't it doesn't make sense why would the pant industry favor men over women hmm why do women just jeans not have pockets yeah that's weird what the that hell is weird is that? actually yeah hmm.